Today on Lockdown Red Wings, what else would we talk about besides the trade deadline? Come on, guys, you know. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Scotty, every single episode we record together is a banger because I get to record them with you. But I think this might be the most excited I've been for an episode in a long time because it's my first trade deadline with the program. And uh, now there were no Anthony Mantle level trades, but that Nick Letty trade, that slapped, baby. That slapped. The, man, the deadline was a crazy one. It was great. It was, it was, it was mayhem. Uh, of, a, of an NHL trade deadline, that's for sure. Dude, I'm so, I am I legit, like I, you can see it, I got a big-ass smile on my face. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk about this. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every single day. We are for, free and available on all platforms. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty also host over at Locked on Tigers. Um, yeah, man. We're going we're gonna to do, you spend the first two segments talking about this trade deadline. Third segment, we'll break down, or preview rather, the Philadelphia Flyers matchup third and final of the season. Scotty, we got we to gotta talk about the Nick Letty trade first. Like, that was the one. That was the banger. Uh, I mean, let, let's get into it, baby. So, I said, uh, uh, 97 won the ticket the other day because I was, you know. Quick flex, the, quick flex. Quick, quick flex. Uh, intermission report. Uh, Jake Reepma interviewed me and asked for my thoughts on the trade deadline. And I said, Nick Letty and Mesnikov are the logic. I mean, it, they were the logical choices, expiring deals, the bet, you know, they were playing the best out of those expiring deals to uh, get moved. I said, Nick Letty, probably given the market right now after the Ben Chirot trade, a second rounder, Steve Osmer, got a second rounder and then some for Nick Letty. And we talked about it yesterday and we've talked about it all week. Nick Letty, you know, expiring deal, $5 million. Could take him, could leave him underperforming his contract. I think Jay Fresh posted once he got dealt, posted his um, projected war percentage this season. This season, seventeen percent, not very good. Um, definitely an underperforming year for him. He's not that bad. I mean, he's been in the league since like twenty ten. He's not that bad. We know what he is, and so I think St. Louis is definitely betting on the fact that on a better team he'll rebound a bit better. But uh, the haul that Eiserman got. I also sent out Luke Wachowski in the deal as well. I was more than happy. Uh, blown away, honestly. I mean, that's that for as for as disappointed as everyone was for the Vlad deal, which we'll get to later. Um, I mean, the the Letty deal was was unreal. Uh, like you said, second rounder plus change. I'm pretty excited about the defenseman, honestly. Uh, I think the winger is probably more just. Um, you know, offloading a little bit of salary on their end base, but it's a depth center, which we more than need under contract for this year and next year. And like I said, I'm, I'm pretty damn pumped about the, about the deep defenseman coming back. Yeah. And like, so the second round pick you, you're recouping the second round pick you traded for Nick Letty in the off season in the right. first place. So really, if you want to like set your mind straight, like you just, the second round pick is negligible. Because you just it, you sent out Edmonton's second round pick that you had gotten from them, and now you got St. Louis St. Louis's second round pick. You basically swapped second rounders, but you got back so much more out of this deal. 
I mean, those two those two death pieces, man. Especially Jake Wallman. I'm actually really excited to see what I'm Jake Wallman. Pumped can do about Wallman, man. Especially when Jay Fresh, Jay Fresh uh, on Twitter again. Great follower. Got great follow, Fantastic. guys. A must follow so, if you're if you're if you're into must. hockey. He's literally a must follow. Yeah. He put that hockey stat card, and I go, oh. Oh boy, here we go. You saw my tweet first, though, right? Your tweet was fantastic. I give you you mad props. That was so, like, even the formatting was great. Like, I'm not even kidding. I'm being 100% serious. Like, that was a fantastic tweet. So, if nobody else liked it, that's the first thing I do. On on trades, on trades with uh, with baseball, like you even I'm, got the I'm, expected goals for percentage in there. I know, so I know. Proud of you. That, that's the first thing I do with any trade for any of my teams, man. Is just go and 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 look up all the the information, sell you know, contract, advanced analytics, whatever. And and Wallman's were exciting. Yes, it was. Uh, Jake. So we got two players back. We got Jake Wallman and Os- Oscar Sun- Sundquist. Um, from the St. Louis Blues, um, Oscar Sundquist. I'm sorry, Jake Wallman. So far this season, he's a depth defenseman for the St. Louis Blues, who's playing uh, sheltered minutes. He's 27 years old, or is he 26 years old? Let me double check on that. He's 27. 27. Thank you. 27 years old. He's got an expected goals for percentage of 54.72. Now he's playing on a good St. Louis Blues team. So you have to keep in mind that his, his numbers might be pumped up a little because of that. At all strengths, it's just 52.16. If you were to take that and you would make it relative to his teammates, you would see that he is a positive influence on the ice. His expected goals for percentage relative to his teammates at all strengths are is 2.82, which is shows that when he's on the ice, relative to his teammates, he is a positive 2.82%. Now, this is going to be a great opportunity for him. He's an RFA making 7.25 or 7, 72,000, 72, my Lord, $725,000 a year. Got to slow down, Brian, slow down. He's making $725,000 a year. He's an RFA at the end of the season. So he's under team control. He's going to get an opportunity to play more meaningful minutes to the Detroit Red Wings. This has like Steve Eisman rebuild written all over. He's got great um, micro analytics with the St. Louis Blues. Now on a team that needs more defensive help, he's going to get more minutes and an opportunity to make a name for himself. It's just it's a it's a best of both worlds for him and for the Red Wings. Yeah, and and he's only twenty six, right? So like, there's I know you know the difference between twenty six and twenty seven, whatever. But honestly, in my for in my head, there's like a huge difference between being twenty seven and twenty six. Like that's like a like a monumental difference in my brain. And <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really pumped about that one, man. Like you said, his, his, uh, his possession metrics have been fantastic and that's in a lessened role. And I, he's going to get playing time. That's for sure. I mean, he's, he's going to get, he's going to get playing time at the blue line. That That's for damn sure. So there's a, there's, I mean, we trade, we, we move Letty. We bring in Osterle and and now him. Like, I'm not saying the defense is going to be good. No one's saying that. But it's at least refreshing to know that the product you will be seeing on the ice has a higher ceiling now than it has all season. That's at least something that that we can take and and be happy about. Well, no, you're you're 100% spot on. That was something I want to touch on too. Like, you got an RFA in Jake Wallman. You claimed an RFA and Ole Ulevi. 
who is another player who's looking to like revitalize his career after a you know a bunch of injuries since his draft in 2019. He was taken at fifth overall. Like he was a highly touted prospect. So you've replaced Danny DeKaiser, who's now on the IR making five million dollars a year, and Nick Letty, who's a UFA at the end of the season, who was making five million dollars a year. Both, unfortunately. Got to remember the human element of it, underperforming their contract, so they lost their roster spot on the team. Nick Letty gets to go to a contender. Great for him. Hopefully he can he bounces back. But now we replace those two bodies with young guys under team control who could pan out to be something useful. And if they don't, they're cheap options that you don't need to keep around. Either way, this is a win for the Detroit Red Wings because these are young guys that could help shore up the defense in the short term or if we're lucky, long term. Yeah, and 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 at the end of the day, if they don't work out, let's say neither of them do anything long term for the Wings, they're just here for the remainder of their contracts and then gone. Right, Wallman has has a rough second half of the year. We decide to that even though he's only an RFA, we don't match whatever he's offered by other teams. Both of them are gone in, in this summer. You still got a second round pick for Nick Letty. You got that? You always have that second round pick. It's 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 seriously it's it's an unbelievable move. Uh, the the ceiling. I don't I don't think anyone's saying the ceiling for these guys is is remarkable. But I mean I I, I think Wallman has the potential to be like a valuable depth defenseman uh, oh, yeah. on this team going forward, and and he's, he's certainly in that limited playing time shown glimpses of potential this year, and uh, I'm 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 ecstatic. Uh, it's a, it's such a phenomenal deal. And like I said, even if neither of them work out and they're both gone, you know, Wallman's gone this summer and, uh, and, and what's his name? Oscar Sunkus or Olio yes. Alevi? No, is, uh, is gone next summer, right? You still got a second round pick. Yeah. And I mean, in the short term, you got players to fill roster spots who could turn out to be good for you. I mean, you never know until they start playing, but Jake Wallman's, you know, everything points to him being better. I mean, the fact that even in sheltered minutes, he was a positive impact on the ice rather than off the ice. And when you have Jay fresh, who's posting his own, you know, formula showing that, you know, he has the, his EV offense was 72%. As a defenseman, his, his offensive (laughs) impact was in the top 38% in the league from defense. Like that's, that is something to be said, you know, and he's going to get an opportunity to grow with more minutes here at the Red Wings, and he could turn into an offensive defensive weapon. Now, I'm not saying he's going to turn into a top pair, but we need help in the bot, you know, the back end of defense. And between yeah. him, him and Olu Olevi, like that back end of the defense could turn into something sustainable, decent. I mean, I'm not asking for a lot here at this point. No, exactly, man. And and with, like I said. No one's saying the defense is going to take a big step forward or anything like that, but it'll be at least be a lot more enjoyable to look out for, for individual performances on the defensive end. It definitely will be. And we're going to keep talking about the trade deadline and the moves that were made on it, but I do have to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell, locked, tell them Locked On sent you. Also got to talk to you guys about betonline.net. As soon as it loads, here we go. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. 
BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the te- trends and action. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Uh, let's talk about Oscar's fun quiz now, Scotty. We've, we've ranted and raved about our expectations with uh, Jake Wallman and how we hope he you know, turns out to be something exciting. I just realized something. Yeah, what's up? I said Osterley in the first segment when I meant Ulevi. I didn't even catch it. I that's on me. Somebody has already left a comment and hasn't even gotten to this part and is so excited that I made a mistake that they've already left a comment. But I'm gonna clear the air right now and say that I did say the wrong name. I meant Ulevi. But anyway, and continue. Also, now that you've made the point that you've that somebody will have made that comment. Someone's gonna get to this point in the video and make that comment snarkily as if they had done it originally. And now somebody's going to hear your comment and say, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now I definitely have to because now it's going to be funny and all the guys are just going to be talking about it. I'm glad that on our most exciting episode of the year, this is all it's going to talk about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oscar Sundquist is somebody who's my my expectations for are a little bit more mitigated. Um, you know, he's also he's he's 27 as well, I believe, 26 years old, maybe. And he's he's okay. I mean, he's he's a he's going to be a bottom line, third or fourth line center for this team. Um, I believe he can also play right wing if he has to. His um, Jay Fresh's card form has a projected war percentage of thirty eight percent. He's great on the penalty kill, and he's great on fourth line. But that's about it. He he doesn't really provide a lot. And he, he has one more year. I guess the best value he has is that. You know, he has another year at $2.8 million. Uh, after this year, he's not an expiring contract. So he helps fill a roster spot for another year if you need him. If not, you can ship him out in a deal in the offseason just like they did with Richard Panic. But sure. You it's know what? Al- I mean, it's also not like a like it, it's not like the, this deal is, you know, seven mil a year. Like it's not like, you know, it's not like you need the cap space. Right. It's it's three mil and you have the second most cap in hockey. Like, it's it's fine it's not a not a big thing at all and i mean the the until you find some center depth which we are all desperately looking for at the moment he at least provides you that no i agree like i i i I guess maybe i was coming down a little bit too hard on him like i'm he's a player who's like another guy who's gonna be getting more opportunity with the red wings than he did with st louis because it's a less deep team so there's more opportunity to showcase what you got you know he did put his goals four percentage with the um, St. Louis Blues this off se- this past season was thirty nine point eight five. He had, you know, four goals and ten assists for a total of fourteen points so far in forty one games played this season. But playing again, bottom line minutes, you don't expect a lot of guys to score a lot of points from back there. So his production was fine given where he was at uh, relative to his teammates. He was oh, uh, a negative seven point eight two on the ice rather when he rather than off the ice. Good hockey team. Very good hockey team. So it's hard to keep up with a team like that, but he's a great penalty killer. And that, that is where his value is going to be for the Detroit Red Wings. Guess what? We've been pretty bad at penalty kill. Although I will, we did get a comment saying that the Red Wings penalty kill is actually good against the Seattle Kraken. I will agree. agree They took a lot of penalties and we focused on that, but we did not say about the fact that they killed a lot of those credit where credit's due. Absolutely. So, 
but credit overall, to the commenter too. Yeah, credit to the commenter. So if we don't talk about it, bring it up. Um, but overall, penalty kill has been really bad this year. So Oscar uh, Sundquist, you know that might be his role. He might be the penalty killer on this team to help shore it up because if there's one statistic that he thrives in, he's got he's in the top 34 percent in the league in penalty kill hey teach teach people how to be good at it too let, let leave your mark on this organization Te- teach the coaches too. teach everybody how to be better on the penalty kill yeah well you know what he, this trade also does is it, it he's another young guy another young body which we need yep i mean he's Absolutely. 26 the team got younger again amazing like just steve eiserman keeps chipping out older dudes for younger dudes that's how that's how you do not, the rebuild, gonna, baby. I'm not gonna complain. Uh at this current stage of the rebuild, I'm not gonna complain with that. Uh can we also mention real quick about the Enigma? I know he's not a Red Wing anymore, but I, I, I saw Nick Letty's, you know, stat card and I was like, what is this man? Because his projected war percentage is 17, 17%. His even strength offense, his even strength defense, his power play, his finishing, and his goals per 60, all really bad. But his A1 chances per 60 and his, his the ability to draw penalties were amazing. And when you go to his micro stats, Scotty, Brian. his defensive retrievals are top or upper echelon. But his ability to stop zone entries, right at the bottom. His ability How? to create zone entries, offensive zone entries, up top. His ability to transition out of the zone, fantastic. His shots, 1%. His passes, 85. This man, and like, guys, go to Jay Fresh to look at all these. I'm not going to read off all these numbers. It'd be, it'd be, you guys would fall asleep. But basically, what it comes down to is how is Nick Letty so good only in transition, but underwhelming, let's say, in the defensive and offensive zone? The dude is an enigma. He really is. How, how about the fact that he also gets moved the day after his birthday? Oh, yeah, you're right. It's just, Iserman is just, if your birthday's coming up, sleep with one eye open, dog. Because <laughs> Stevie, Stevie Wise is coming. He's coming for you. He's, He's coming. coming. Do, uh, do, you, do you finally want to talk about it? Or are you not ready yet? I'm ready. We are can you do not it. ready emotionally? Well, well let's, let's not, grade the... Have you not come have, to terms with it yet? We have to grade the Nick Letty trade first. Give me your grade. Oh, A. A. Absolutely. 100% agree. A, yeah. a trade. You traded, you traded Nick Letty for a second. Ooh, Nick Letty and Luke Lukowski, first of all. Sorry, Lukukowski. We love you. Best of luck. Best of luck to you. Um, a, easy A. Absolutely. Vladislav Nemestikov. For a 2024 fourth round pick. Not even a recent. Yeah, not good. Yeah, not great. Um, I think I got some stuff to say about this. Go, man. Just go off, Scotty. Like, and it's it's not it's I don't think people are gonna like it very much. Um, I I expected more. I did. Absolutely was in the camp of everybody else. I expected more. I I don't think that this is like end of the world uh, egregious move. And I know that there's a lot of like emotion behind it because he loved being a Detroit Red Wing and, and everybody loved him and I love him, but like, we we gotta, we gotta take a step back. Absolutely. And realize 
This was a winger, deepest position in all of hockey, a winger on an expiring deal that's about 30 years old, that his career year is like half a point a game. I, I mean, again, I did expect more than a fourth. I'm not saying, and nonetheless, a fourth like two drafts from now. I'm not saying that we didn't get a, a – I'm not saying that I expected this or that this is his true value. I did expect more. But this is not some like, oh, my goodness, what is Steve doing? How horrible of a move is this? I, I can't believe it. What like that? It was probably the best offer on the table, and yeah. I I would assume that it was the best offer on the table. I shouldn't even say probably, and there is zero emotional attachment aside. There is zero point in holding on to him. Zero. So. I agree 100% to everything you just said. And the overarching, the, the one thing you re, always read on the internet when these types of trades happen with fan favorite players is, oh, well, they can just resign him in the offseason. Guys, that never happens. Tell that, me, dude. That's not going to happen. Every single sport for the last, since free agency was invented, every single sport, whenever a team trades an expiring deal, it's, oh my goodness, he's going to come back in the offseason. It's going to be okay. The only time I have like, uh, a recent recollection of that happening, I think, is a role this Chapman with the Yankees. I'm not sure I can tell you another time that it happened in any sport in the last, like, 10 years. Uh, all, all I can think of off the top of my head, at least, is Chapman, and that was five years ago, six years ago now. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. Because, I mean, I'm sure he loves it here. Like, we know for sure he does. But if there was an, a, an intent on keeping him, they wouldn't have dealt him in the first place. If Correct. there was an intent on him staying, they wouldn't have dealt him in the first place. Because why would he uproot his entire life to go to a new city in Dallas to just come back? And yeah, he can rent a place. He rent an apartment for the last few months of the season and come back. Of course, I know that. But that's just, that's just not how it works. If there was an intent on keeping him, they would have kept him. Like That is just how it works. And it sucks, but in the end, you got something... For a player, you would have gotten nothing for. And I trust right. that Iserman, like you said, got what was best. That's why I think it waited until the very, like right as the trade deadline was expiring for that deal to go through because they were, he was waiting to see well, what took offer could three come. hours till yeah. after the deadline and <laughs> to I, actually go through, go through. But yeah. I don't even think that a fourth round pick is necessarily like bad value for him. I think no, maybe, I, I don't. If it was a fourth rounder this upcoming year, I'd have been fine with it. Right. It's just like it's, it's a fourth true. rounder, which is already like, mm, I kind of wanted a second or a third. And then on top of that, it's, you know, two, three years down yeah. the road. But look, man, the the point of acquiring draft picks after like the second round is for assets that you can then trade up in, in within drafts or throw on to the side of a deal to to, to get a player. Like the, no one like, is acquiring fourth and fifth round picks to just be like, oh, look, I have four picks in the fourth round. Nobody cares. But the, the whole point is to be able to slap them onto other trades or then, like I said, or, or do pick pick and, and move up in, in a draft. Like, like when you traded your second round pick you had from Edmonton to a get Nick Letty. 
right. last offseason. Right. The the whole point is to just have as many as much draft capital as you possibly can because it gives you a ton of options. So yes, a fourth rounder is underwhelming. I wholeheartedly agree with that. But this isn't some like catastrophe of epic proportion and some like massive failure within the organization to get more than that. Like we all got to I, hey man, it, it hurts me too. And like, I, I know I sound cold blooded, but like, I, I love Lat. Oh, and I I'm, and him. I'm so sad that, that we may never see him playing a wing wheel again. That, that breaks my heart. But on a pure hockey standpoint, this is not, while it is underwhelming and it is less than what I thought, it's not, it's not like, a, like I said, it's not some big failure on the front office's behalf either. Yeah, I mean, it just hurts because he's a guy who loved to be here and he could play anywhere on the lineup and he did a good job. He was, he was a great defensive forward and playing on, playing on the wing of some really talented players, he was scoring in a decent clip. He's got 25 points in 65 games, looking to match his career best. I mean, it's just, it sucks to lose a guy like that who quickly became a fan favorite, but I mean, you're going to lose him at the end of the season anyways. Same with Troy Stetcher, same with Nick Letty. In the end, you got something for somebody you weren't going to get anything out of in the end. And that's how it comes down to. Scotty, what's your, your grade on the Vlad Mesnikov trade? Um, I'm toying between two. You go first. I'm going to say C. All right. Man. I'll go C minus then. I was debating between a D plus and a C minus. So because you went C, I'll, I'll go closer to you. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily, it's not the round that kills me. It's the year. That's really what it came down to. Um, we didn't let's the Troy Stetcher trade. Let's assign a grade to that. Uh, whatever the, the letter equivalent of the word sure is. See, <laughs> sure. It, like a seventh round pick is worse, but Troy Stetcher is again, again, like a guy who just kind of depth role sometimes, you know, it was meh. I'm fine with get, gaining draft capital and dr- gaining draft assets for a dude that was not part of the long-term plan. Sure. So I think I'll change my answer on the Nemestikov trade to actually C minus. I think I'll go with you on a C minus because that one, the Detroit Stetcher was the epitome of the meh, where the. Um, oh sure, sure, yeah. You don't you don't want with, those two to be. Nemestikov did feel a little bit. You're more underwhelmed with. Yeah, sure, okay, so C minus. So I'll, I'll go with with C on Stetcher, A on Letty. And then like, like a 69 and a half percent on the Vlad one. And you're like asking your teacher to round it up to a C minus. I love that's that. Great. Got- Scotty. I love you. That's, that's great. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, overall great. Steve Eisman on this deadline. I'm going to go with a B. Yep. I'm a solid yep. B overall. Uh, solid B. Solid I think the Nick Letty carries a lot of water this deadline, but it was a great trade. For sure. I mean, you could look at it from the opposite way too. I think the Vlad deal carries a lot on the negative side of it. So, like, yeah, yeah right. I, I think I, I think it's it's uh, a a very solid B. Absolutely. And then there was the statue trade. You got uh, you traded two expiring deals that were not long term plans. Again, for as much as we love Vlad. Not not a not necessarily a long term piece to this puzzle. You traded two expiring deals that you didn't view as long term pieces, and you got a second two depth pieces that are still young enough to make an impact long term if they play out, and a fourth in a couple of years. B. Spot on. 
Um, I'm way overdue. So today I'm going to talk to you about rockauto.com. I thought we the didn't ever... have an ad read. That's why we kept talking. Dog. <laughs> With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you ever need. Winder often pointless, seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain auto parts store or car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find their solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked down in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts you will ever need rockauto.com all right we had a lot to say about the deadline and honestly i could keep going but we need a preview this philadelphia flyers matchup that's happening tonight they are seventh in the metropolitan division this is the third time the two teams have faced off one another uh, last two times, the Detroit Red Wings kind of uh, kind of bullied them both times. Correction, Morris Sider bullied them both times. Uh, I believe it was a submit form. Jk, uh, Red Wings won four to two and six to three in back to back games against the Philadelphia Flyers back in February. It's the third and final matchup between the two. Now they don't have Claude Giroux, and the Red Wings don't have a couple of their. Depth pieces, but got depth pieces on the return. They're basically the same team, just minus Robbie Fabry. What do you expect from this game, Scotty? Uh, I want to expect a victory. I mean, this <laughs> this Flyers team blows. Um, I mean, so so like peek up behind the curtain. Growing up, I uh, one of the the houses that I was raised in was a big Philadelphia Flyers household. And, and so I, I have always kept tabs on, you know, I, I have, I have family um, that, that is, that is Philly fandom. And so I, I've always kind of kept tabs on the Flyers. Um, and for the first time, maybe in my life, I, look at the Flyers roster and I'm like, you know, SpongeBob, Patrick Starr under the rock. Who the hell are you people? Like, uh, it's, <laughs> it, Dude, it's, your references are amazing. I love that. It's, so it's unbelievable. Like Dude, you got Rasmus versus the line and what more could you want? I mean, like, yeah, like I, I guess so. It's just, it's, it's, it's wild, man. And, and by the way, he's another one that Philly is all like, Oh, like he can come back in the off season. He won't, he absolutely won't. Um, so I mean, this should be a win. This this should be. You are a better team. You have a better roster. You have more top end talent. You're probably deeper, which you can't say about too many teams comparing to the Red Wings in the entire NHL. Uh, the only thing you have to worry about is if uh, if Carter Hart has a has has one of his games. That's that's it. If if unless he has one of his crazy. Games and I'm I'm still a believer, by the way. But if he has one of his, you know, crazy show out games, then maybe you're in for a little bit of trouble. But the defense isn't good in front of him. The offense is, you know, what offense? I mean, this should be a a win by every single standard and and every single uh, way you can analyze two teams. Yeah, it should be a win in all standards. But the problem is, is we've seen this season against teams that should be wins that 
the Red Wings don't necessarily do that. I mean, we saw it against the Coyotes. We've seen it against the Canadians. We've seen it against Coyotes twice, first of all, which is just a travesty. Um, but this Red Wings team is completely you unpredictable. Talk about that second game? What second game? I thought I got canceled, dude. <laughs> they... I, 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 I'm not going to be negative. Red Wings are, on paper, the better team. Their defense isn't very good either, but now they're a, a defense with players that have something to prove. We talked about it in the first segment with Jake Wallman, Oliu Alevi. Those are players that have something to prove. Um, they're on fresh teams, could revitalize them. Defense has the opportunity to be better this last month of the season here. Uh, Nedeljkovic has found his stride again. He's had two straight games. I said it yesterday. He's got let in two goals on 80-some shots. Last two games, he's been amazing. And no doubt going to get the start again tonight. Uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers. And then oh, you're off. Quick question. Do you think Grice's usage plummets now that it's post-trade deadline and he's still here? I think he'll be used for the odd, like, give Nadalkovich a rest performance, but that's it. Okay. Uh, no. I was thinking the same thing. I, I don't think we're going to be trying to, like, showcase him too much. There, there's really no reason to have Grice play because he's been really rough. Besides that performance against Calgary, which I will say he played fantastic in. But he's been rough for the most part. This play the New season. York Rangers, or it's the second game of a back-to-back. Grice, yeah, yeah I, I don't need to see Thomas Grice out there anymore. Yeah, so it's gonna have to, and it's gonna be good for Nedeljkovic too to just get more starts, unless he's yeah. like genuinely has burnout, which then Grice makes his appearance. But this is Nedeljkovic's net; like it's his net to lose, and he's got two back-to-back great games. So let's go for three. Um, offense is, you know, gonna be fine. I think with Bertuzzi. Uh, you think Bertuzzi's going back up on there on that first line? That's gonna be um, interesting. You gotta, you gotta think they keep him on the second line, just keep him with Suter. Because who are they gonna have with Suter then? Vrana. I mean, no, they're gonna have Vrana. Please, for the love of everything, get Jacob Vrana off the third line. That'd be cool. But either way, our offensive depth is way better. I don't want to look too deep into that. Yeah. I... Everything we have is better than Philly. It's just going to be a matter of whether we actually show up or not, which is not a guarantee. Scotty, speaking of, that reminds me. Um, Eisman said in his press conference after the trade deadline mm. that he fully intends on extending Dylan Larkin and Tyler Bertuzzi between now and the, was it, next offseason is on the next 18 months? The next 18 months, yeah. Next 18 months of getting those two players' extensions, which I think is very definitive and says a lot about how he views the um, those two players as this team's future going forward. Not that they can't be dealt like he did that with Mantha, but it, it definitely kind of uh, reassures the fan base like these guys are part of the future going forward. And uh, with Bertuzzi, I you know, I do believe that Bertuzzi never wanted to be traded, but I also do believe that Eisenman was probably listening. I, I think so, too. No, look, we we talked about it uh, last week. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi's value will never be better for the rest of his career than it is right now. Career best, because he's about, to, he's about to get paid, right? If he's going to get extended, he's going to get a big bump in his contract. He's only going to get older. And if even as, if his production, which has been very good this year, stays where it's at after he gets paid, that makes him worth the money for us, but that doesn't make his value higher than what it is right now. It honestly makes it lower because that his production will remain the, the same 
and his salary will go up. So his value will never be higher. I think Steve listened to calls and when nothing really piqued his interest and, and in what in his mind was worth Bertuzzi's value, which apparently is high because he's thinking of extending him. Correct. Then he said, okay, we're in it for the long haul now. Let, let's, let's get it done. I, I, I truly believe that that is, that is what happened. 100% believe. And so it's, it's really nice to hear those reassurances. I mean, not just about Bertuzzi, but about Larkin too. Like he intends on extending Larkin. He views Larkin as the captain on this team for the foreseeable future. And it's nice to have, we've That's through beautiful. so many, what? That'll make a grown, that'll make a grown man cry. That's it beautiful. will. Well, when you look at the bigger picture too, like for so many seasons, we've had just, like the roster has been different every single year. We've had nobody who was safe. And to have that feeling as if a player is finally safe on this roster, as if that is the foundation, it's like it's it's like sunlight at the end of the tunnel. It feels Almost like the, the end is near. And, you know, you, there. we knew ahead of time that Raymond and Sider were the untouchables too. So it's like there are – the core is built. Like it, it's here now. Like the core is essentially here. Add in a couple new players next season, you got your – your core for this team going forward. Not that players can't be dealt to improve the roster later as championship teams off, often do, but like this is the core of this competitive team that's forming. Great. That's a beautiful thing that we already have that foundation laid and we can watch on a game to game basis. Yeah. And that foundation is performing on a game to day game to game basis as well. Correct. Um, Back to the Philadelphia Flyers game though. What would you say, my friend is your X factor? It took every ounce of my body not to make a your mom joke right there. You should have done it. I, we, dude, it was literally, not, it was like, it was like right, it was like, it was like right here. We're not it above like, it. Like, if anything. You guys should really see how often I make those jokes to Brian when we're not on air. It's, it's prevalent. Yeah. I'll ask you a question. He'll just be like, your mom. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, Scotty. Great input. <laughs> He loves it though. Look, he's a big fan. I'm a big um, fan of you, Scotty. You make me smile. <laughs> I I think my X factor is jeez, man. Um like we this is a game where we shouldn't need an X Factor. You should just go out and beat Do your job doors off of the Flyers. Like you should. I even with the team right now. You're a sub-500 team. You're not going to make the playoffs. You are still comfortably better than the product the Flyers are about to put on the ice. There shouldn't need to be, oh, we really need this dude to step up to, if we want to win. We need this you know, production out of him and him. We need this line to be better. You are just a better team. You should go in and get the job done and come home with a dub. That That is – that you, you shouldn't need this. You, you should, you're a better team. That should just be it. Your X factor is the Detroit Red Wings as a whole. Yes. I like it. And I never set any rules. I mean, you could, I think one time I said, what, the Little Caesars Arena fans are the X factor? You did, I think. Yeah. It was the Toronto Maple Leaf game, uh, and they lost. Uh, so, anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I will act, I will say a player. I, I think it's going to be Tyler Bertuzzi. I don't know if you've noticed this, but he hasn't scored a goal in a minute. Uh, he's been a kind of a streaky right. player. Getting, he got a really nice assist uh, the other night on Taro Rossi's goal. But I think it's time for him to get a goal. I think he's going to be a difference maker in this game. Coming off of not getting traded, getting reassurance from the captain, the press conference that 
he is part of the team's future. I think he's going to be fired up, and I think he's uh, I think he's about to get get a get a goal or two against the Philadelphia Flyers, who he likes to rough up on. Most Sider would be a good pick too, because he's already he's already beaten the crap out of them a couple times. True, but, yeah. We we already know that most Sider's the mayor of Philadelphia. Yeah, that's where he had that end to end where he went down and came back on the penalty kill. Yes, beautiful. Yes, it is. Oh, I love him. Who doesn't? Can we do a? Are we gonna do a segment on the Mojo Show tomorrow? Did you watch it? Oh, dude, it's so good. They're He's so, so funny. charismatic. The best part is the very end, honestly. The best part is, do you want to FaceTime Joe? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. The team has fun, and that's such a great thing to see. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, we're overtime, buddy, but it, it was, it was definitely deserving. It was needed, though. We need to let it all out. Yeah, there was a lot to talk about this episode. Uh, thanks for being Locked On Red Wings, your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Did you see that aggressive point I did there? Yeah, I pointed back at you. But oh, you did you? Me, so. Well, because I'm on a different screen. No, no, it's fine, dude. Oh, you want, <laughs> you want to point at me now? No, not really. Oh. You want to, like, ET it? Like, okay. <laughs> You're so stupid. Uh, any final thoughts? Uh, trust the Iser plan, baby. Trust we the Iser plan and beat the Philadelphia Flyers. Damn right. From one wing logo to the next. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with a Better new episode tomorrow, first. recapping this one. Same time, same place. To your team. Every day. Every day. <laughs>